0: So for today's video, it's gonna be one of those where I absolutely beg you to, yes, in addition to liking and commenting on the stories, please share this video because it is one of those that YouTube might suppress, which is absolutely disgusting and ridiculous. Because while I'm happy with the show in general, the final thing that we talked about today has to be talked about. People need to see it, people need to know about it, and I'm actively trying to do it in a safer work, safe, for YouTube, even though your policies, in my opinion, are a ridiculous way. Yeah, with that plea out of the way and you knowing that the seriousness is coming up, I still wanted to try and give you a regular show today. So hi, welcome back to the Philip DeFranco show. It is Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. Hit that like button if you want me to punch you in the throat and let's just jump into it. The first thing that we're gonna talk about today, like I always say, this is a news show, but it's also a conversation. You know, yesterday when I was going through the comments, I saw the Lil Nas story getting a lot of love, especially in my bit at the end of it. You know, they can't legally make you suck a d- Dick, right? But I did see pushback from a few people, including a comment that read, they can't legally make you suck a dick, but they can invade the education system and teach an entire generation that it's preferable to suck dicks. And my response to you is, if you think that someone could be taught that dicks are preferable. I think that you need to take some time and look inward and figure out who you are. Same with people who believe that gay people choose to be gay. Because one, I'd have to ask that person, when did you choose to be straight? And two, if you actually have an answer to that, if you chose to be straight, you're probably not. Like LGBTQ plus people, whoever you are, I love yo face, and if I was a gay person, I'd be a proud gay man. But just the way that I'm wired, dick's not on the menu. So when I hear someone going like, the gay agenda is gonna turn people into thinking that being gay is preferable, or or that like you choose to be gay, I'm like, what is different in your brain that's not happening in my brain that you think that's what's happening? But yeah, main point, find a way to love yourself without hating other people and mind your own damn business. Then in, oh my God, I get to actually cover some positive news, giving- a whole new meaning to fake it. Till you make it, Lucasfilm, the production house behind Star Wars, has now hired a YouTuber who created what many people believe to be deepfakes superior to the studio's own de-aging special effects. that including deepfake video for both Peter Cushing and Carrie Fisher's appearances in Rogue One. Though, more notably, and maybe what you've seen before, that YouTuber who goes by Shamook also created a now viral deepfake of Mark Hamill's cameo in The Mandalorian. But at the time of filming, that video has racked up over 2.2 million views, and one of the main reactions was, how did this guy do something that looks better than fucking Lucasfilm? And well, you know, those reactions created its own kind of nasty, debate of, you know, there's no reason to attack you know, professionals who try to do the best they could just because someone else did something better. I ultimately, think this is a positive story because, you know, Shamook is being hired, his new role at the company is senior facial capture artist. And I think it's great that Lucasfilm, instead of doing what I think a number of other companies would do, which essentially just, you know, take something down because of copyright or some other bullshit, they're like, hey, he actually did something amazing, Joined the team. That's exactly what you do in those situations. Then, let's talk about one of the biggest stories coming out of the Tokyo games right now, and that is Simone Biles is pulled out of the women's gymnastics team finals, initially leaving the competition area with a medical examiner after faltering during her vault performance, which was pretty out of character for Biles, who has been the most decorated and dominant gymnast of all time. However, she ended up later telling NBC's Today that her withdrawal was not due to a physical injury.
1: Physically, I feel good, I'm in shape. Um, emotionally, that kind of varies on the time and the moment, you know. Uh, coming here to the Olympics and being the head star of the Olympics is not an easy feat. So we're just trying to take it one day at a time and we'll see.
0: Right, so she explained that she's not sure if she'll compete in the individual all-around competition on Thursday. Biles also later talking about not wanting to cost her team a medal or injure herself by performing her dangerous stunts in the wrong headspace. So as far as the team finals, Russia ended up winning, but it is also worth noting that Russia's margin of victory proved no single mistake by the U.S. was to blame for their second place finish, which is why it appears that so many people were defending Biles in addition Of course, the people that actually have empathy for Biles because they realize she's a human being under immense pressure. But if I can end this on anything, if you're one of the keyboard warriors out there and oh, there's plenty of them. They're like, oh, Simone Biles is weak. She's shitty. She let people down. I say this with no respect for you whatsoever. Go fuck yourself. Simone Biles does not belong to you. She is not indebted to you. She has accomplished more than you have or probably ever will. She's also faced a weird kind of pressure that you'll never experience. And I mean, when you talk about people who know their own body, they know themselves. I think of athletes first. And for Simone to know herself well enough to be like, I think I'm gonna hurt the team if I continue. That takes guts because you know what millions of people who have been rooting for you to fail are going to say. Well, the story here today is about Simone Biles and and gymnastics and the Olympics. I, I think it's actually applicable to a lot of people. You just change the words around, right? In the job, out of the job, mentally and physically. You're not just a thing, you're not just your job, you're a whole ass person. And you and your well being should always come first for you, especially when the other thing isn't like some life or death situation. Like everyone else, I love a good, they persevered story, but there's there's nothing that makes you superior for suffering in silence. But hey, there's a story, some of my opinion, and of course I pass the question off to you, whether you agree or you disagree with me, I'd love to know your thoughts on this story. But from that, I want to take a quick second to thank the sponsor of today's show, Roman. Roman is a digital health platform for men that makes high quality care accessible and convenient by connecting you with a US licensed physician, delivering treatments from their pharmacies, all from the comfort of your home. And if you're dealing with sensitive topics like ED, you're gonna wanna get treatment ASAP. And with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. No need for that awkward doctor's office visit and a trip to the pharmacy. A US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is as easy as going to getroman.com. And if you're prescribed, you'll get 50% off your first ED treatment, plus free two-day shipping. So yeah, make sure you click the link in the description down below to get 50% sign off your first ED treatment. Then we should definitely talk about the updates around the incredibly troubling Blizzard Activision story that we covered yesterday. And one of the last things I touched on yesterday is that a group of 800 current and former Activision employees signed an open letter to Activision Blizzard condemning their response to recent sexual harassment allegations. But actually, as of this morning, that letter has grown to 2000 signatures with employees announcing Blizzard's response as abhorrent and insulting. Yesterday, you also had Blizzard reportedly holding a Zoom meeting with around 500 employees where executive Joshua Taub said that he and the company CEO have never seen inappropriate behavior, but that does not mean that that behavior does not happen. During that meeting, one employee also reportedly asked how hard it was to write a company apology, to which Tom replied with, we did. And adding, I can't control how everybody in the company responds. And shortly after the meeting, we then saw the open letter go out with employees backing it writing, categorizing the claims that have been made as distorted and in many cases false, creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims. It also casts doubt on our organization's ability to hold abusers accountable for their actions and foster a safe environment for victims to come forward in the future. These statements make it clear that our leadership is not putting our values first. With those employees then calling on leadership to recognize the seriousness of those allegations and demonstrate compassion for victims of harassment and assault. With those employees also announcing this morning that they plan to stage a walkout at Blizzard's main campus tomorrow. And at the same time with all of this, now even more employees have stepped forward with accusations with some men now saying that they were also harassed in the office. With that reportedly including unwanted shoulder rubbing, sex proposals and conversations about sex acts in front of colleagues. And according to one Blizzard developer, that included a game dubbed Gay Chicken, but instead of it being like, two guys acting like they're gonna kiss, see who was the first to stop. Uh, it would be where male employees would see who was the first to grope their other male colleagues' genitals. Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned that last part. One, because I think it's important, especially with sexual harassment, rape, et cetera, that men can be victims as well. But also, two, I wanna remind you that it's not just the kind of the frat boy culture, which was w- what was in a lot of the headlines the other day. Or because remember, yesterday, one of the stories and things that we talked about was a young woman ended up taking her life. And the fact that so many people, especially people that are part of this industry and community we're not surprised, it's incredibly troubling. And so, you know, I think this is gonna be one that's gonna be incredibly important to watch and keep track of both from information coming out with the lawsuit and allegations, and also with reactions from notable people that are part of the community. Yesterday, for example, huge streamer uh, plays wow a lot, Asmund Gold speaking on the issue. Yeah, ultimately with this story, I'd love to know your thoughts. Does this feel like a a big moment of change, like it hit a certain point or no, why, why not? Any and all thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. The last thing that we're gonna talk about today and don't you dare leave and if anything, send this part to some lost souls. Today is the first day the select committee investigating the insurrection on January 6th met. And so far we've seen incredibly powerful testimonies from four police officers who were present that day. And as far as why it's taken over half a year to get to this point, I mean, you have Republicans doing everything in their power to prevent House Democrats from investigating what happened. Democrats want a bipartisan committee shot down by Republicans. Democrats go, okay, we're gonna push Ford, McCarthy, give us some Republicans. McCarthy then trying to push on several Republicans who have promoted the big lie about the election onto the committee, with Pelosi rejecting Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, who very notably voted to object to the results of the election. Well, McCarthy ended up pulling his picks, two Republicans are on the committee, with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger joining the committee, which is incredibly important because we have seen a number of Republican lawmakers, like a surprising Number. They've been pulling out all the stops they can to get you to forget that Donald Trump supporters tried to take over the seat of democracy. They've been actively trying to rewrite history and push this false narrative downplaying what happened that day. That's why it's so important we talk about this because here we go. What we've seen Republican members of Congress describing the insurrection and insurrectionists like this. There was no insurrection and to call it an insurrection in my opinion is a bold faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall, showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes, taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Which I mean, that right there is an absolutely insane thing to say to like not in any way address the countless videos we have inside and outside of the Capitol of this violent mob attacking the Capitol police. And side note here, this is a plea and a criticism of YouTube. If you would please not suppress my videos when I try and show those videos, because the the comparing and contrasting of the bullshit to what actually happened is important. How you gonna kill a video search discovery and recommending because the truth is too gruesome and it's being denied. And so that's why the testimony today is so important to compare and contrast what you just heard there, that bullshit. To testimony from the people on the ground today we got to hear from dc police officer michael fanone who rushed to the scene after violence broke out describing the situation like this there
2: were individuals that were trying to grab a hold of my gun i remember one of them distinctly lunging at me time and time again trying to grab my gun and i heard people in the crowd yelling get his gun uh, kill him with his own gun i believe that There were individuals in the crowd whose intentions were uh, to kill me. They tortured me. They beat me. Uh, I was struck with a taser device at the base of my skull numerous times. And they continued to do so Uh, until I yelled out that I have kids.
0: We've also seen many Republicans spreading the outright lie that the insurrection was a false flag operation, like Matt Gaetz, who said back in January, Some pretty compelling evidence from a facial recognition company showing that some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not
2: Trump supporters. They were masquerading as Trump supporters and in fact were members
0: of the violent terrorist group Antifa. Right, Gates and others want you not to believe your own eyes and ears. I understand this is like very obvious to anyone that's still tethered to reality. But I mean, it's so incredibly important and powerful when you compare and contrast Gates to the now numerous officers describing the attackers as Trump supporters, like DC police officer Daniel Hodges, who recounted his efforts defending the Capitol. From what he called a white nationalist insurrection led by individuals he repeatedly called terrorists and Donald Trump's people. Capitol Police Sergeant Aquilino Ganel also echoing that.
1: I wasn't the lowest West terrorists fighting alongside these officers. And all of them, all of them, were telling us Trump sent us. Nobody else, there was nobody else, it was not Antifa, it was not Black Lives Matters. it was not the FBI, it was his supporter that he sent them over to the Capitol that day. With Harry Dunn, a US Capitol Police officer on the ground describing the situation like this. I told him to just leave the Capitol. And in response they yelled, no man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden.
0: With him going on to say that he told them, well, I voted for Biden, doesn't my vote count? Which then prompted.
1: A torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that guys? This voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, boo, fucking No one had ever, ever called me a While wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer.
0: Don going on to say that numerous other Black officers also told him of similar instances with insurrectionists calling them slurs.
1: Yet another Black officer later told me he had been confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, put your gun down and we'll show you what kind of you really are. With Dunn also going on to condemn Trump specifically for inciting the insurrection and calling for accountability. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th and a hitman sent them. I want you to get to the bottom of that. And that's
0: something that the other officers emphasize as well while also slamming the Republicans who they literally risked their lives to protect for downplaying the insurrection.
2: I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful.
0: Right? With this whole situation, you have to ask yourself, Why did Republicans not want you to hear this and see this and for there to be a deeper dive? But rather than telling you the truth of why they don't want you to see it because it makes them look horrible, they're gonna try and deflect and say, well, what about Ashley Babbitt? She was shot and killed after she served this country and then was part of a violent mob that stormed the Capitol. And I genuinely don't know why this isn't talked about more. There's a fucking video of this violent mob smashing through doors. At one point, you can actually see how close they get to the lawmakers that they're actively trying to get to. Babbitt ends up getting shot because she's going through a broken window through what is essentially one of the last barricades. You can't show the video here on YouTube because she's actually shot in the video. I'll link to it down below. Like it's clear as day. Like what a stupid fucking deflection. And understand, I'm not someone who's been rejoicing about Ashley Babbitt being killed. I see her as a victim, not though of Capitol Police, but rather the victim of a constant stream of misinformation and people that push QAnon, whether they believe in it or they're just profiteering from it, as well as politicians that are scared to denounce this pure insanity because it means they're gonna get kicked out in the primaries. Once again, I'm sharing all this and talking about this because one, very unfortunately, especially with a large number of the Republican base, the downplaying of January 6th has been very effective. And as always, I'm not trying to take away from you enjoying a little bit of calm right now, enjoying your fat daddy summer, your hot girl summer, your whatever summer. But insanity is awaiting you just around the corner in 2022 and 2024. And the fact right now that it looks like those responsible for what happened will not actually be held accountable. I'm talking about the politicians here. That's setting things up for an even bigger and scarier fight down the road. But ultimately with this story, or honestly anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. But yeah, with that said, of course, as always, thank you for watching, liking, subscribing, all the good stuff. My name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love your faces